Hi everyone, Sebastian Richard here and Elizabeth, my lovely wife for Thriving on Purpose, for the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. Welcome aboard. Thanks for being here. We're excited tonight. We have a really, really good subject that's uh, that's been uh, kind of boiling on our hearts this week and uh, we're excited to share it with you. We hope the message will bless you. Liz? Yeah, so um, we titled it Moving Past uh, spoon-fed Christianity. So um, I think this is a really, really good topic to talk about. Um, it's something that we're noticing as a, a trend in the last days, you know, the, the days that we're living in, and uh, it needs to be addressed. We need to discuss this because if we don't talk about it, then we're not going to move towards the meat, and the meat is where there's the good stuff. That's where we grow. That's where uh, our faith grows. That's where we see um, blessings appear. So we need to get past the spoon-fed, um, you know, phase of our Christianity. Yeah, and I think a lot of the spoon-fed has to do with our religious upbringing. I mean, we're used to the the, the way we've done church for the last centuries, yeah. <laughs> decades, never mind decades, centuries. You know, a lot of people have, have been used to that growing up and all that, go, going to church on Sunday, getting getting their message for the week. And sometimes if, if the, the yeah. more zealous ones would go on Wednesday as well. They get a second message in, in the middle of the week. And, and But for a lot of Christians, unfortunately, that's pretty much where it stops. And it, and it shouldn't be. Uh, and so that's what we've... Um, that's just part of the equation, really. We're gonna we're gonna dive deep tonight. We're gonna go into a lot of uh, stuff we've observed. One of which I wanted to start with that. It's a, a little anecdote for, from this week. Uh, so there's a, a nice prophetic lady that me and Elizabeth follow. We follow quite a bit of people, all kinds of different backgrounds. Uh, we're not we're not one trick ponies. There's a lot of different teachers out there and, and, and even in the prophetic that we follow, that, that we enjoy listening to, that we get uh, good stuff from. Um, so there's a nice prophetic lady we follow on YouTube, and uh, she's got a pretty good following. I mean, uh, her videos, when she, she gets out a video, it's anywhere between twenty to 50,000 views, which is very decent on YouTube. Do you have her, her name? Did you jot it down? I did not jot it down. <laughs> See, she said, she said, oh, why don't you mention her? It's like it's going to give her publicity because she's really, really good. She's interesting. Uh, uh, I didn't jot her. I'll find uh, her yeah, while you, you're talking. <laughs> she's going to find her while I'm talking. That's good. So, uh, We're so just she gets using her as an example. We're using her as an example, but she's a good, she's a good lady to follow, especially in these days. Uh, she gets a lot of uh, uh, dreams and, and messages from God that are yeah. relevant to the times we're living in. Uh, and the times we're living in, as you know, are very challenging and all, also are keeping us, a lot of believers are perplexed by these times. So she provides a lot of uh, insight into the times we live in and the moves of God also, what God is is uh, is doing right now. Because we know we know what the enemy is doing. I mean, if you don't know by now what the enemy is doing, there, there's a problem, okay? Because <laughs> it's pretty obvious. He doesn't even hide anymore. He's, he's all over. He's just broadcasting it literally everywhere yeah. and uh he doesn't hide it as as he used to do it more like in like it'd be like hiding and trying to not make too many waves didn't want to be noticed now it's like it's right in your face so if you don't know what the enemy's doing you got a problem but sometimes you don't always know what god is doing because god uh works really uh 
in, in layers. And sometimes these layers are very deep and we, it takes time sometimes to manifest. So we don't always see what's being prepared in the background. And mm. so that's something that we need to pay attention to. And thank goodness for um, Holy Spirit anointed prophets. Uh, some of them are there, are, are really doing a great job uh, and they're providing the body of Christ with what is needed in this hour. So this lady happens to be one of them. And she's going to tell you who it is <laughs> in a second. I think it's, it is Holy Spirit ministry. or It sounds like that. No, 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 no it's not no, that. No, it's not that. Uh, so anyway, something caught uh, my attention on her feed recently. Okay. Uh, so like I said, she's got a good, uh, good viewing. So she has these videos, for example, um, she's got a, you're going to have a, a vision. She had a vision. Or she had a dream and she's going to share it. You know, she she, she's, she shares uh, stuff when God tells her that it's time to release it. She releases the word and she gives it to people. But a video she did recently caught my attention uh, and, and it was a very good video. It was about books that she recommended to her viewers. It had nothing to do with a prophetic vision. It had nothing to do with a prophetic dream. It was about solid spiritual food that, that you can just buy on Amazon and read for yourself to get a solid foundation. And that's what she called it. She, it was for a, a foundational uh, purposes so that believers grow and establish a solid faith foundation. Anyway, I'm going to find uh, the exact ministry page because I have yeah. quite a few uh, that we're following. And um, she yeah. did, I don't think she did a recent video. That's why I don't find her on YouTube. But um, I will post it in the link, uh, whether you're listening to, uh, to our broadcast from Facebook or YouTube, I'll put it in the description. Below. Absolutely. And you're going to benefit from, uh, giving her a follow. Yeah. But, uh, so that video was very insightful and she gave some really good recommendations that can really help people to build up their faith, yeah. uh, and, and in these times and other times, just like, and she gave like a, like Elizabeth said, she, she gave like, um, if you're if you're starting out, this is the book. If so, you're yeah, a little higher gave, up, this is the book. She and if gave foundational books to start with, and then she she went uh, gave you know higher up. If, if you're you more mature in your walk, more or, yeah, in a deeper walk with God, then to listen to these books and um, a lot of the books sounded really really good. Like I wanted to go out and buy a lot of these books, and I'm not the the <laughs> like I'm. I'm reading because it's essential to my life, but I'm not the kind of person that craves reading books. I'd rather do online courses and stuff. So, but, but most the of the books that she mentioned, why she uh, recommended it, it was really, really good. And I really wanted to buy a lot of those. <laughs> but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So sandwiched in between a prophetic dream and a prophetic vision with like 20 plus thousand views. Yeah. There's this video that had just 6.8 thousand views, 6.8. So it caught my attention. And there was another video that she did not too far back from that. It was about prayer and fasting, 8.8 thousand views. Again, like for me, that'd be great. I'd be happy with 8,000 views, 6,000, that'd be awesome. But, but for her, it was much like it was lower tier, okay? It was lower tier, and I saw that trend, and then right then in my spirit, I was like, this indicates something, a problem with the body of Christ. I, I saw it right then in, in my spirit, and I shared it with Elizabeth. So 
what's the what's the alarming trend? Well, the alarming trend is that I, I felt in my spirit that the tug I felt in my spirit was this. Believers want to be spoon fed. They want the buzz. They want the exciting stuff. They they want to get the oh the 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 scary prophetic word. They want to get their fear fix or or they want to get their excitement fix or they want to get this oh, oh this really spoke to me fix. But when it comes to doing the work themselves, prayer and fasting, reading books, that went down like big time. Okay, so probably her only her most the uh, followers. followers watched those videos and it, it kind of alarmed me because in the times we're at it is no time to be spiritual slouches or uh, lazy Christians or yeah. to still be in spoon feed me mode it is no time for that we're in a time where we need to be mature meat eaters and not milk drinkers anymore yeah Okay. Absolutely. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs 25, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. The glory of kings is to search out a matter. And a lot of believers decide that it's just too much work to go for the glory of kings. So we'll leave the glory of God to hide hide a matter. We'll let the glory of kings for other people to search out the matter. And then what we're going to do is we're going to search out those people. It's easier that way, right, Liz? Yeah. Well, but, and, 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 and I know I'm being facetious, get, kind of sarcastic. And then we're going to kind of get jealous about that person's blessing and harvest without doing the work and going through the hardships or whatever it is trial that they went through because there's always a trial and there's always there's always a there's yeah. always the tests and there's always things that there's the always Lord the test before us, right? the testimony yeah exactly and so this is what we've noticed the trend is um you know we we want this we want to get this uh prophetic word we want to get the quick fix we want the quick fix we want you to give us the essence of your message in a podcast that lasts 10 minutes because you know listening to a podcast while you're doing the dishes that lasts one hour is just too long it's an hour long what am you know I like? so we need to shorten that because you know the attention span of people have you got have gotten so uh yeah. microwave microwavable we, we don't like crock pot no, even though crock pot is so much more nutritious, we want the quick. microwave, pop it in, get it out. And we do that. We're so used to that in our society that we apply we it, it in faith in matters. Yeah. And it's just wrong. And, and I'm look, guys, don't get us wrong tonight. OK, we're not saying that seeking or needing a prophetic word is wrong. I've I've been a <laughs> trust me in this season. There's been times when I really wanted a prophetic word and I got them and it was a huge blessing and it made a huge difference. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if that's all you seek all the time, now there's a problem. You need to have some balance. You need to have a varied menu. Okay. Yeah. And the varied menu includes a lot more than just quick fixes here and there from uh, like a quick prophetic word or this or that. 
so for example, here's what I jotted down. It's easier to get a prophetic word than, and there in my bullet points here, to read and meditate on the word of God or to seek out the Lord in solitude and silence to get it straight from him. To open up your Bible along with a dictionary, a Bible dictionary or a concordance that takes work. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes a, a yearning to learn. And yet, those are the, oftentimes, those are the, the teachings that people love the most, right? Yes. Because they learn new things. And why? It's because they didn't do it themselves. They didn't do the work themselves. And there, again, there's nothing wrong with getting great teachings from people who did the work. Mm -hmm. Unless you think it's only for, oh, it's only for pastors and teachers mm -hmm. and so-and-so. And so. No, it's not. If you're a mature believer who's eating meat, who's past the milk. Well, you need to, to show the fruit of maturity. And that comes along. It, it goes with uh, doing the work yourself, seeking things out for yourself. Uh, see, like I'm, when I'm giving the list down there, uh, purchasing good Christian books or uh, following online Christian courses. Look, there's tons of teachers you right know, now. They're selling fantastic courses yeah. that you, but again, it, you have to invest money. You have to invest time, right? And, and of course, you got to sit down, watch for an hour. And that's just session one. There's session two. It's another hour. And session three, another hour. Yeah. And, you know, even if I'm not, like, I'll read because I want to get the content. And, you know, I'll, I'll speak from a perspective of somebody that's very visual. And I like to watch the online courses. I can watch hours and hours of online courses and take notes. And that's the way I like to learn because I'm a visual learner. But I learned that, you know, there's a lot that you cannot teach um, just by listening to a sermon. Um, you know, there's certain topics that it has to be written in a book format because there's just too much content. And so yeah. it's better to, you know, if you're wanting to learn on a certain topic, whether it's to deepen your faith, whether it's, um, you know, there's so many like layers to the Christian, to the walk with God, right? To Christianity. So there's so many things we can learn about, but if there's a certain area that you're struggling with, um, you'll want to get a book that's going to be addressed written that. by somebody that's gone through that, yes. that has a, a powerful testimony yes. to learn from them. And uh, that's what she was saying in the or, video. Or, or seek out a sermon. It could be seeking out a, a particular sermon on that topic. Yeah. And that's what she was saying in, in that video is that, um, you know, certain books, example from Smith Wigglesworth, had a very powerful anointing, even while you read it, even while you read it, it's an, it's an, an anointed book, mm -hmm. because of what it teaches you because of what he's learned. And, um, and so you can't get that just by listening to, you know, uh, a sermon here and there from people here and there, um, and uh, listening to prophetic words, there's you won't, you'll just get bits and pieces. Well, again, it's the fivefold ministry, right? I mean, the, yeah. the fivefold ministry works together. And uh, if, if you're only focused on getting fed through one of those folds, <laughs> you're just focused on one, you're going to miss out because the, yeah. the, the, those, like they work like the, the, the fingers on one hand, you know, uh, the grasp, I mean, grasp is better when you got all five fingers. So uh, I'm going to give you an, another example. And we love to, to quote that passage 
uh, about the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. We love the, the, the Bereans. They're always uh, cited or given as examples of people who were diligent, and they were. But how many of us actually want to do this today? How many of us would see back in the day for them to search the, the scriptures? It was uh, it was quite daunting. See, we get we show up in church. We got our we got our Bible under our arm. It's easy. Back then, they had to really go out of their way to open the scroll and check it out if that were true. Yeah. So it, it, it meant they did the homework after they heard. So the, the verse says this, Acts 17, 11. These, they're talking about the Bereans. These, these were four, uh, more fair-minded than those, those believers in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And I just love that balance there. See, uh, they're commended for receiving the word with readiness. So they were eager. They were hungry to get that word. And that's that's important. When you, when you get a word from a, a preacher or prophet or teacher, it's important to be eager, to, to, to be hungry. You got to be hungry. But then... You got to do your homework. You know, don't just gobble up what your pastor says on Sunday. And my pastor said it, that settles it. No, it's God said it, that settles it. So see, your pastor gives you what he digested from God's word. Yeah, That's what he digested. But it might not be what you would digest if you went to the, that same word, that same passage and meditated on it and search the, search the scriptures to see if these things are so. Same thing when you get a prophetic word. A lot of people get prophetic words, and, and they're, they're just elated, and it's fantastic, wonderful. Uh, but does it align with scripture? Does your prophetic word align with scripture? That's the first uh, determining factor to authenticate this word as, did God speak to me? Right? Does this apply? Because if it does, because usually they, they you know, let's be honest, they, they do. I mean, we, we got some false prophets out there, but we are, we live in a season where it's fantastic. We got great men and women of God going out of their way to help people by giving out of their prophetic gift. And that's fantastic. But that's not, it's not because the person is commendable and a wonderful man and woman of God that you got to stop at that. And be like, I'm, I'm not going to verify anything. I'm not going to uh, bring it in prayer before the Lord. I'm not going to do anything with that. I got my word and I'm happy. No, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. So you have to be very diligent like a Berean. When you get your word, pray on that word, meditate on that word, chew on that word, and, and research the scriptures to see if these things are so, like a Berean. So let's let's see here. The verse in Acts 17, 11, it says that they were fair-minded. The Bereans were fair-minded. That's from the New King James Version. And it's from the Greek. And it means they were more noble. That's the term that the King James Version uses. They were more noble than the believers in Thessalonica. And the word noble literally means well-born. It means well-born. That's interesting, isn't it? So they were noble and they were uh, showing fine personal qualities of high Moral principles and ideals. That's what noble means. Showing fine personal qualities of high moral principles and ideals. See, being fair-minded like a Berean has to do with your character. Uh, 
And, and that's something, that's another thing that I've uh, observed. How in this season, and then we could do a whole broadcast on that. I, I'm going on, I'm ranting. You just stop me, just squeeze my knee if you got something to say, uh, beautiful woman of God, you. <laughs> but but uh, I, that's another thing that, that's gotten me kind of excited, mm -hmm. uh, maybe on the wrong way, but, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but I'm noticing that there's, we seem to have kind of let go of the importance of character in our Christian walk, leadership. These words aren't really sexy right now in the, in the <laughs> church, right? No. Uh, uh, consistency, hard perseverance. work, perseverance through trial. This is the stuff that we don't want to talk about in Marcus. It's this not as fun not as fun. getting a prophetic word, for example, <laughs> you know? Uh, so being uh, fair-minded has to do with your character. So the Bereans, they received the gospel uh, with an open mind. They were very ready for it. They they wanted it. They received it well. But they also went and did their homework afterward. And their homework was not like our homework today when we, like I said, when we have our Bible. In the year, they went. It's like, for example, if you got a, a word and the prophet gave you a particular verse, and you decided after, I'm going to go research that verse, you look at the Greek, you open a concordance, you start searching, you go online, you, you search for sermons on that verse, try to understand more of the meat of that verse or the power, the power behind it, so that you can really assimilate that word that you got from that, that man or woman of God. You understand that? I, I know you do. I know you do. Okay. Liz, anything to add? Because I'm 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 running on wind here. No, I I think that you know the prophetic is is really um, fantastic, wonderful. Yes. I mean, uh, words from God, Rima is is just amazing. Um, but I think you know there's a danger when we become really dependent on that on just as that spiritual food as um, you know the only way that you think God is going to speak to you. You know, I've heard um, the Lord many times. You know. Um, I've heard him speak to me. I've heard, uh, you know, that still soft voice. Uh, I've even heard him wake me up during the night and say certain things. Um, and that that's priceless, yes. you know, or th speak to us through a prophetic dream. Those are priceless. And you don't get that unless you spend the time that you're supposed to spend exactly. in the word of God or praying, praying um, praising him and worshiping him and all that, you know, it's it's really that connection, that relationship with him that brings that to life. So, you know, I see a word from a, a prophetic voice as uh, the extra layer. The, the it's the icing on the cake. It's the icing on the cake. Yeah. It's that, this is like, wow, you know, but I still want to cultivate that relationship because think about it. It's sort of like you're wanting to god to speak to you on the phone but you don't really speak to him back so you're like is he gonna call me is he gonna call me is he gonna say something to me but you're never speaking to him right so it's kind of like a one-way conversation yeah. so that's the only thing that i've noticed in in the prof prophetic world uh if you want that i think is a little dangerous because i think people get too dependent and they jump from one broadcast to the other, not even listening to the teaching before the broadcast, which is usually very Oftentimes awesome. Oftentimes really awesome. And it's usually bless very you. prophetic. Just that will bless you. Yeah. And usually very prophetic in the message because these, these prophetic voices um, have these messages from God. And it's not because they're not talking to you directly. 
that they're not using, uh, you know, God's voice and his intuition that he's speaking to, to them that, you know, there's angels that are ministering mm -hmm. to them. So it's really like, I've listened to a lot of these teachers oftentimes, uh, you know, just give us so much meat and so much gold and, uh, so many words of wisdom because of what they've gone through yeah. and because of uh, all kinds of things, you know, that they've learned in the word of God. So it's really important to stick around for the teaching in the beginning and not just like jump from one broadcast to the other to see, is God going to give me a word on that broadcast? Is God going to give me a word on that broadcast? God's not like that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's you not, know, that's not how it works. And you know, you, you got to, God is good right? And, and he uses his prophets to bless individual believers in mighty ways. I mean, Liz and I have both been blessed yeah, very much. through prophetic words very in much. this season. It's been amazing. But the, the I, I, there, did I call it a danger? Did I call it a danger? You don't want to become overly dependent on just that. See, we're, we have so much going, especially in the West, where we have readily available Bibles uh, readily available resources. I mean, there, there's people I know in other countries. Uh, I remember seeing a video. It was uh, on social media. It was amazing. It was uh, they were showing Chinese people from communist China in a very, very uh, regimented uh, town or city who got a shipment of Bibles. Mm. You should have seen these people. I showed it to my kids. How happy it, they were. It it. it, it you were happy for them, but at the same time, it breaks the heart because you're like, well, these people, it's like you had given them food after a 40 day fast, or if you had given them gold mm -hmm. or, or, or lottery, if they had won the lottery, they were opening up these boxes. They were crying. Some people were holding their Bibles and crying over it. Do you realize what you've got? The, what you have access to here in the West. And trust me, cherish it. Cherish it and work it uh, because... We're we, so blessed. We're, we have we're, so much. But not only that, but our governments, our governments right now have been overtaken by some wicked people who have communist ideas. So it's not because we live in the West that this will always be. Mm. And I'm not prophesying gloom and doom here. I'm just heeding a warning to the body of Christ to hold dear what you've got. I, I, I mean, I have a full library of over, I don't know, five, six, too many books. Liz would tell you too <laughs> many books. But I, I'm so blessed when I come in my office and I know that at my fingertips, and I know we got it online as well. We can research concordances online. But, but there's just something about holding a Bible in one hand and a concordance in another and a dictionary in another. And just having those resources next to you and knowing that you're lucky enough to live in a country where these resources are, are easily procurable. Uh, I, I, I know people in other countries. I know people in Pakistan and in India where it's so much harder to get access to these resources. That's crazy. And, and it, it baffles. And we, we take it for granted. We take it. That's exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't take it for granted. Okay. Do not take it for granted. And, and, and 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm just gonna keep going there. Here, I wanted to talk yeah, I had, about. I had a wait. Just you go second. ahead, Liz. I yeah. had a friend that um, is in ministry. He's an evangelist in Pakistan, and he couldn't get his hands on a New King James uh, Bible. And uh, what is it? He asked us a commentary. Uh, was it? It was a. Um, it was a, some kind of. It, 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 it was a New King James version, or was it a New King James? Anyway, yeah, and it was. It was a New King James version, I believe, and a. Um, a book on on Bible in, interpretation, hermene, hermeneutics. Yeah, or, so see, so that he could study what the verse means and go really see, into depth. For me, it was like a couple of buttons, enter, boom, shipped to my house. For him, yeah. big big difficulty Impossible. in obtaining that yeah. because it is in because Pakistan it's and it's 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 banned. It's banned, banned. It's yeah. banned and it's it's very very. Uh, uh, how do they say? Um, Filtered. The mail is very filtered over there. So yeah. Yeah, there, there's it's a Muslim majority, and they 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 kind of toss the Christians aside, and it's, it's very hard to obtain these resources for him. Yeah, and the other thing I want to talk about, you know, being coaches, uh, you know, we were uh, trained in the John Maxwell team and leadership, and we did a lot of personal growth. And you know, one of the things that we've learned through our journey in personal growth is that. Um, there's no price cap. There's no price limit on growing on investing. In so yourself. investing in yourself is sky's the limit because the return in investment is always huge. Amen. Okay. And that is, we're talking about man-made knowledge uh, based on his success moving over a certain amount of years that he's going to package in a book or in a course and teach you has no limit, uh, whether it's coaching, mentoring from that person, books, resources. Uh, there's people that pay over $40,000 a year to be mentored by someone that's had success mm -hmm. in a certain field that they want to learn from. Okay. So how much more is it worth you investing in a course that teaches you how to grow your faith, how to deepen your faith, how to have the kind of faith like Smith Wigglesworth, for example, uh, you know, how to, to uh, get healed. Maybe, you, you know, you're struggling with a health problem and you'd like to, uh, you know, get some answers and find out, you know, maybe there's a course out there that teaches on healing and how this whole, whole operation works and how to have the right faith to have healing manifest in your life. That's just another, another example. Maybe you're called to a certain ministry and you want to learn more about that certain type of ministry and you need to go through certain types of books don't be stuck in that mindset well you know i have to be i have to always get this information free you know um if it's free it's good if it's paid for it's bad because they're trying to make profit like these people these pastors have spent money and time you know to create these resources so oftentimes they are really ridiculously cheap. When yeah. I look at what a person is going to charge in um, the, the the secular world for a course, yeah. I mean, you know, there's courses that are minimum $500 just to learn a certain topic on marketing. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, who cares if the CDs uh, that you're going to buy is 35 bucks? Like who cares? You know, 35 bucks is not the end of the world you know, and then take the time and actually listen to it so that you can grow and learn from that wisdom. So all this to say is 
don't have this cheap scarcity mentality because your personal growth and your spiritual growth are both essential and both really, really important. Absolutely. And you shouldn't put a cap. You shouldn't put a limit. If it's something that's going to help you move forward spiritually, if it's going to help you grow closer to God, then by all means, you know, if it's not an insane price, if it's, if it's a decent price, then go for it, yeah. you know? And like I said, most ministries are almost giving away their stuff. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, if it's something that has to do with, um, a, a certain area that you can perfect in that you have a, have questions about, then go for it. You know, get that mentoring from uh, a believer that's willing to mentor you. I mean, they have so many good resources now. There's so many Facebook groups with where these people are giving their time and coaching you and yeah. helping you. So why not? You know, take advantage of that. Like they didn't have that back in it, the day. It's basically they didn't have any of that. It's gold. I mean, it's it really is gold it, for for those who are intentional, um, who do this. They they realize like every, I don't. I've never met one person who has done uh, who's invested in their spiritual growth and their personal growth. Who's ever told me, "Waste of money. I wish I hadn't done that." Yeah. I have not met one person who ever said that. And I don't think you'll ever meet one person who will ever say that. Yeah. And if you're interested in joining our Facebook group, we have a top kingdom growth group. Um, all you need to do is uh, reach out to us on Facebook at Thriving on Purpose on our Facebook page. Just shoot us a message and we'll send you the, the Facebook group information to join. Or you can go to thrivingonpurpose.com. Um, and, you know, over there, we've got a bunch of resources, podcasts, all kinds of content but you can access that group and we have a free course that we've been giving um, that is the eight steps to activating your faith. And so, yes, a lot of people think that they have faith, but this is the kind of level of faith that helps you really to, to grow and get answers to prayer. And so we've done a lot of a, a intensive studies in preparing this and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So you can start out there and we'll also put the link to the lady's video for her books and stuff. So, You'll have lots of information to, to go through. So we here's the thing. When we get a prophetic word, we get a rima word. That's from the Greek. It means word from the Greek. But in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's two Greek words that mean that are translated in English as a word or word of God or word. One of those is logos and the other one is rima. And uh, there's a, a well-known man of God and prophetic minister called Bill Hammond. He has defined the difference between the logos and the Rima in a, in a very uh, good way. And I'm going to read to you what, what his notes say. It's very good. So he cited John chapter 1, verse 1 and 14. He, he says, Jesus was the eternal word revealed and manifest in mortal flesh and can be called by the personal name Logos. And that's how the, it is translated in the text. It's from the Greek Logos. So when he says in John chapter 1 uh, that in the beginning was the word, that, that passage, it's Logos, taken from the Greek Logos. Uh, citing Timothy 2.15, Hammond defines the less personal usage Logos as the scriptures as a whole. So you see there's like uh, tiny variations, even though, because the Greek is... 
the Greek has more meaning than English. English is more concise. Greek expands, could, could, could veer off in many different directions. So that's why it's such a challenge when you translate, when translators get together to translate the Bible. So the same uh, word is, is used, but it kind of has a different meaning in the context. So the logos basically can mean the person of Jesus was the word, but also the scriptures as the word. And he defines Rima as a specific word from the Lord that applies, that applies it to us individually. So the logos, the more, the more general word or, or, or what we know as basically our, our Bibles, right? The logos uh, is like a well of water, a well of water. And the Rima is a bucket of water from that well. And he says, truth is truth, and the Logos and Rima are one with God. The Logos is the standard of all truth. The Rima is that which provides the precise word needed for the specific situation. That's why it feels so good when we get a prophetic word, because it addresses specifics in our life. And, and we can get also, you can get a Rima also while reading your Bible. It's happened to me many times. You read the Bible and the Holy Spirit uses what you're reading and gives you deep understanding that applies to your specific life situation right now. And you go like, wow, and the scales fall yeah. off your eyes and you're amazed, right? Mm -hmm. So all Christians must, must live by the Logos and receive the Rima as needed. Under this definition, the method of receiving rimas may come by many ways. That's what he says. A rima may come while reading the Bible, like I said, as God quickens a certain text, or it may come to us through the spoken words of another person. That's where the prophetic ministers come into play, and there's such a blessing to the body of Christ. i got to be honest. I'm going to talk to you about my, my first decades with walking with Christ and my first experience with uh, uh, religions or denominations, I went to a very conservative uh, denomination. And over there, they really emphasized the logos and, and not just the logos as the person of Jesus Christ, but this logos, the, the, the Holy Bible. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we need the, the Holy Word of God. But they emphasized it so much that it was to the detriment of the Rima. And that's why it's so important to go to a full gospel church. And I always say that to you guys when I do a broadcast, go to a full gospel church. Spirit-filled church. Spirit-filled yeah. church where they still believe in miracles, not a cessationist church that teaches that, that the gifts of God, the, 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 the spectacular gifts of raising the dead and, and, and uh, speaking in tongues, that's done away with at the times of the apostles. Get out of there, get to a church that teaches the, the full gospel. So that's what you need. Uh, but the point is, I was going to that church and they they so how can I put this? I, I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone, but at the same time, I gotta say this because it's so important. It is possible, and I know I, I, I might get haters here. It is possible to take this wonderful book. This let me align here. <laughs> it is possible to take this wonderful book that we have access to and elevate it as an idol and and i don't want to be misunderstood here see 
The Bible, when it is read and meditated upon, is a tremendous blessing and an ever-present help in times of, of trouble. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's fantastic. Thing. We're blessed to have access to the, the Word of God, the written Word of God, the Logos. But in some de denominations, it's so focused on that that, that, that they, it becomes like dry bones. It loses its, its, its impact. And it, it becomes like it, they make it into a religious book, basically. They make it into an idol, and it becomes a religious book. But, and here's, but I think I here's think, where I'm going with it. yeah. Think, go ahead, Liz. Yeah, but I think what you're also noticing is that it becomes prideful to um, know it by heart and regurgitate it left and, and right and yes. study it and know it by heart. And the more you know it by heart, the more Christian you are, the more spiritual you are, the better. Uh, follower of Christ, you are exactly. There's yes. yeah, it, yeah. That, that's and I and I and I'm sure you maybe you've met people like that. I've met people like that, and, and they they believe that the more verses they memorize, uh, the more verses they can regurgitate in a conversation, the holier they are. And nothing could be further from the truth, unfortunately. Uh, and and I know it sounds mean to say that, but it's that's just the way it is. It becomes a, a form of spiritual pride. Yeah, and there's the other um, negative side also is that a lot of pastors have a hard time. Um, you know, there's a time to explain certain things and to dive deep into explaining, you know, like he said, like the Greek, what it means and to understand the whole meaning behind it. And there's also a time to make it more relevant to today's walk with Christ, what's happening in our world to make it relevant so that people feel that, they so the word comes it. alive. They can apply it to their lives that they're living right now. And, you know, I've always seeked pastors that taught this way because I felt like I was putting it into practice more than yeah. someone that, you know, just went through chapters and chapters well, when, explaining. When, when we first got married, we, we, we were in a, in a good church with good people. Uh, but the pastor uh, was doing a series on the missionary trips of Paul. And it didn't really speak to me. I don't know why it didn't He's explaining he went from there to there and here's what he preached there. And it's like, yeah, you know what? It's not really doing much for what I need to do uh, this week. Uh, this is not really speaking to my heart and changing my life right now. So it's important to know, but yeah, not to just, it's, it's okay. I, I mean, it's, it's okay for me, but it's more like a side dish. It's not like the whole, like, you know, the, the main course. And so what I'm, I was saying about the, the scriptures, the elevating of scriptures as an mm -hmm. idol, Jesus, Jesus spoke of this when he spoke to the Pharisees. It's see, it's a, it's a mistake. That's, it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. The Pharisees did the exact same thing. And Jesus reproached them. He said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And it is they that bear witness about me. So what was Jesus saying? He's saying, your nose is in the book. Your nose is always in the book. Always, you know, you, you, you analyze the lie, you overanalyze it, and you, you, tweak, you tweak it and twist it, and you make it to all kinds of, um, uh, traditions with it and you, you're always in there and yet they testify of me in other words lift up your eyes and live it out because here I am hello 
They were missing out on the Son of God in their midst right then and there. So it's good to keep to, to look. It's good to, to seek the scriptures. It's good to search the scriptures. It's good to memorize the scriptures. It's all good stuff. But to what extent and for what purpose are you doing it? See, and a lot of people and a lot of and I know again a lot of Christians are going to say, "Well, I, I'm memorizing it so I I can uh, you know meditate them in my heart." That's all fine and dandy. But a lot of Christians also use that as a as a weapon, as some kind of like a. They're always like shooting scriptures at you. I'm a non-believer and I'm going to throw verses at him and hope he gets saved. Or even worse, I'm going to meet a believer and throw verses at him constantly. That's even more like that. That used to get on my nerves. I went to church. I would get the church meeting, not a church, like morning and shake hands people. And then I'd meet this guy and everything I say, he's like, Yes, but Proverbs says blah blah blah. I was just having a conversation. Like I'm not trying to preach here, and and, and every every single word I said, he would just like, oh, and yeah, it reminds me of Psalm 119. I was like, oh. yeah. Anyway, yeah. and I, I think there's two <laughs> things to to mention also, Sebastian. Yeah. that um, come to mind is yeah. that I know for for me personally, when I'm reading, especially if I'm reading something that's a little more. Uh, let's say dry, if you want, that's not so obvious. Um, then I'll ask myself, well, how can I apply this to my life? Like, how can I see what the message is here? So, you know, how, what do I excerpt from that so that I can take back with me and learn a, a valuable lesson here? Cause there's always something to learn and you can ask God to even show you, you know, if you read a passage and, uh, there's things for you to understand, God will show you, um, and like you said, you know, there's verses that pop out to you that you just feel that the Lord is speaking to you vividly through those passages. Um, but, you know, th that reminds me, what you just said reminds me of a story uh, years <laughs> back ago. A lot of stuff that we talk about that reminds us of stories. Years, uh, years ago, um, you know, we were like from the Baptist religion um, at the time. And um, but we always, you know, kind of. Uh, I mean, we always, even if we were in that kind of strict environment, we always were questioning and, and wondering more about God. We always thirsted for more, right? And so Sebastian was very um, thirsty for more knowledge, and he was praying to God about knowing more uh, about the truth in all things, and things were really moving rapidly, and he was getting all kinds of prayers answered, all kinds of, you know, things showing up in his life where God was present and it was, you know, that God thing that only God can do. Right. Yeah. And so it was very apparent to believers that God was moving in Sebastian's life. And so one of his friends was over and they were talking and this and that, and he was a believer and he had gone to church with him for many, many years and knew his Bible very well. And he stopped and he looked at him and he said, wow, I just, I just wish that God spoke to me in that way. I wish I saw yeah, I saw him in that way, like present in my life so he in that way. So he never and heard so he, God speak. He, that's what he told me. Yeah. I don't hear like I don't that hear him still that small way. voice or the the Holy Ghost or, or the, the conviction yeah. of. So he was all about the logos, and, and, and that's the danger. I think that when you're all about the logos, logos and the the, the, the paper Bible not the written on the heart Bible, the paper Bible, and you're all about that. Sometimes you will uh, snuff out the Holy Spirit. You're, you're, you're going to um, quench the Holy Spirit. 
And that's not what you want. You don't want that. So you need the Rima. And that's what I was getting at with the Rima. Um, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And that's where we get the Greek Rima. That word, word, <laughs> that word, word in the text is Rima. So See, a lot of people say, well, Jesus is quoting from scripture, so he's probably referring to the logos, you know. Yeah, that's all. But every word that comes out of the mouth of God, this is in it the right book. there. That's not what Jesus is saying in that verse. What Jesus is saying in that verse is revealed word, heard word, communicated word, coming out of the mouth of God, not coming out of the book of God, not coming out of the scriptures of God, coming out of the mouth of God. And See, this is why it's so vivifying to get a prophetic word. And this is why it, it can become addictive. And this is why you gotta you need that balance. See, that and that this this whole broadcast is about balance, encouraging yeah. you to get uh, to have balance in your life. And to, to encourage you to go deeper, yeah. right? Because you can be on either spectrum. It's a scale, right? Where and and all see, I at one time in my life I was all about the logos. Now I, I'm I, I'm learning about the Rima. I'm ex, I'm ex, I'm excited. I'm, she's excited. We're excited. It's fun. It's amazing. But you still need that balance, and it's a delicate balance, and it's important. It's so important to stay sober in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So basically, the logos and the Rima are two wings of the same bird. The same way spiritual growth and personal growth are two wings of the same bird. Balance. balance. I've been teaching balance for how many years, Liz? I mean, two years we've been doing podcasting. And, and you know, like this is what I've noticed that a true prophetic word oftentimes will also have um, the word of God. So there's, there's different, like I've gotten prophetic words where um, he's mentioned, the Holy Spirit has mentioned certain parts of scripture as a reference to yes. explain what he's trying to tell me. Yes. And so I think that's very, very powerful because even there you can see that, you know, the, the logos appears in the Rima when it's a real true prophetic word. Yes. And also what I found is, um, you know, those intimate moments with the Lord that you spend that, you know, that only you and the Lord are aware of that he'll talk to you about certain things that you talk to him about that you talk to God and that, you know, only he would know and he'll um, use a, a word, a prophetic word to kind of uh, bring those um, like as a, a wink to you that I, he's hearing you. He's acknowledging that you asked him this or that you talked to him about this. And so it really feels like, uh, well, we know he's present all the time everywhere, but I mean, we know that, but we don't know that. You know what I mean? Like we know that in, in intelligence kind of thinking, but if we really believe that, we wouldn't act the way we always act, right? Because we'd feel like, oh, Jesus is like right next to us. I have to be careful what I say. I have to, you know? So what I'm trying to say is it's very special to, to know that because it confirms that the Lord is really everywhere, you know, mm -hmm. he's in your bedroom. He's everywhere you go. Every whisper you say, every thought you think, every way you feel, he knows it all. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really, you know, I think it really connects you in a different way to have the Rima present in your life. Yeah. And so that's why both are really essential. But like yeah. I said earlier, what 
you know, because people feel that connection, um, that he's so present talking to them, then they neglect learning about him and learning about his character, learning about, uh, you know, what, what, who God is and how he speaks through his word. There's so much we can learn about him and his it's, word. It's kind of funny in a way because the logos is how we learn about God and, and, and we learn God, we, we, we get to know God, but we also learn about God through the logos and the Rima, you get to know God. Yeah. And, and it's amazing because God, when he speaks through a Rima word to just to you, either in your silent time, your quiet time, reading the Bible, or through the mouth of a prophet, oftentimes, like she says, will quote from his logos, his, his written word. And that is that to me is so amazing because it's such a, a, a powerful um or it we'll seal, it kind of seals that passage in yeah. your life, not just in your in your mind, but in your heart and in your life. It seals it, and you'll never forget that verse afterwards. Yeah. Or we'll say something that's really personal that you know that only you know that you asked about that, or you know you prayed about a certain thing, or even sometimes what I thought was really special is that we'll sometimes I'll I'll get a prophetic word where he'll say something that he knows that I say it's something that I usually say that I refer to in a certain way using a certain term. So then That's a it, wink. it's like a wink, you know, <laughs> like, okay, you refer, you know, you say this and it means this to you. Well, I'm going to re bring it back to you because I know you understand that language. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's really cool. It's really fun for that. Um, how he it, knows it really us, feels, each of us personally. And he, yeah. and he gives us these terms and words that, that really resonate with who we are. That's why Rima's are, are fantastic that way. Um, so when, whenever you seek more of God, always keep in mind, okay, that whatever God provides you with, whether it's through the logos or through the Rima or prophetic, whatever, it's always to equip you further for his service and for service to others. So it's never, how can I put this? Yes, it's about you, but it's not about you. It's also for others. It's yeah. for others and it's for his kingdom mm -hmm. and it's for advancing his kingdom. There's a purpose behind the, the, the words you get. So when you get a word from a, a prophet, a man of God, a woman of God, it's a fantastic thing. And I know it, it, gets, it gives us this. Oh, we're, we're so excited when we get a word like uh, me and Liz, we, we, we jot it down and, and we, we chew on it. We're so excited. We share about we it. About we, it yeah. we pray about it and it's great, but always keep in mind. Okay. I got this because he wants me to move, to press on and move out of my comfort zone or, or move to a next level or, or move farther out or, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. interesting to always check. Always check your motives, okay? We, we, we want more of God, but why do we want more of God? And it's, it's always good to check your heart, check, your, check yourself. Why do I want more of God? Is it just because it, it's tickling my ears or it's making me feel good? Or is it because I really want to serve more? I really want to expand more. I really want to grow more. I really want to help others more. And that's the right motive that you need to have. Uh, and I have a great passage here in John chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. 
John chapter 6 is all about the multiplication of bread and fish. So Jesus feeds the 5,000. And it's an amazing, like crazy miracle. This is awesome stuff. But, but now he's moving on. He, he crossed over the lake. And it says this in John chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus, Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. So they went out of their way to find Jesus. So far, so good. It's exciting, right? I mean, we're like, these people are hungry for more of God, right? Yeah. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, a very surprising, <laughs> very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, mm -hmm. which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So Jesus kind of like caught them off guard right then and there and told them that. It was kind of blunt. Now, these people, after all, are seeking Jesus, right? And see, there's that's the thing. I, tonight we're talking to a lot of people who are seeking more of God. But I, I'm, I'm challenging you tonight to, to check the motives of your heart. Why do you want more of God? Why do you want a prophetic word from uh, uh, people online or a prophet? Mm -hmm. Right? Is it, is it for his glory? How do you or, want to serve the kingdom? Or for your, or for your own mm -hmm. uh, tingles and, and fun. And, and, you know, it's fun to hear, to get the ears and Gears tickling and, and and Paul warned about that the ear ticklings right in Second Timothy four three he said for the time will come and read that whole passage there it's really about the times we're living in now when people will not put up with sound doctrine so they're going to put away doctrine or 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 teaching or stuff that's eh, yeah not ex not as exciting doesn't make them feel fluffy there's no fluff in it. I need to feel fluffy. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful in this season. I didn't talk much about it tonight because it's not about false prophets. Uh, it was more about, you know, about us as believers. But there are false prophets. And Jesus warned that there would be many rising up in the end times so we know they're going to be only going up and up and they don't see see we have a, an image of false prophets we we think that uh they're going to be obvious here's here's a here's a news flash false prophets are not obvious they say a lot of good things did you know that satan says a lot of good things his servants, they say a lot of good things. They get they give their 99% every day, 99% of truth. They just give that 1% of poison that's going to kill you to death. And that's the danger you got. That's the leaven of the Pharisees that Jesus warned about. That 1% that you let in 
and it's it's very hard to perceive because that's what leaven is it's so small when you put it in the dough and that's that's what we're that's what we're going to have to deal with and Jesus warned he said in the end times the deception will be so great that if possible even the elect would be deceived if possible it won't be possible because God is going to keep them and nothing will take them from from his hands but if possible even the elect would be deceived so that means that if God didn't protect us, if God didn't intervene, we would be deceived, even the elect. So you got to be on your guard because it, they don't come to you obvious. It, it, a false prophet is not obvious. And I like the, the recent book that uh, Jennifer LeClaire wrote. Could talk about that. She wrote an excellent book. I, I, I just began reading. I didn't read the whole thing, but she addresses that. She addresses prophetic witchcraft. Yeah. And basically saying that warlocks and witches disguise themselves as servants of light and they come in wearing sheep clothing, not cheap clothing, sheep clothing, and inside they're ravenous wolves who are looking to try to devour the people of God or fleece yeah. the people of God. And so, you gotta be careful. Yeah, about and that. even then, there's been like, you know, people are so scared of. Uh, prophets being false that they kind of throw out all that remus and and all that wonderful yeah. prophetic side. So there's the other the other yeah. attitude is like so so scared of anything supernatural. Yeah. Anything out of the ordinary. Well, I can't trust that. That must be of the devil. Well, watch it, dude. Come on, you might be insulting the Holy Spirit in, in saying that. Yeah, exactly. So it's really important in the end days to pray for discernment. Because the Lord, the Holy Spirit will tell you, you'll feel it inside of you that, you know, this is really, uh, you know, a man of God. This is really somebody speaking the, the true words of God, as opposed to somebody else that you're going to say, oh, I don't know, you know, I just, I just can't, I just don't know what exactly it is, but um, it's just not, you know, resonating with me and it's just a spiritual thing. And then you're just going to know. So you just you know, won't follow that person. And yeah, you, you, sometimes you get that, that little tingle, that feeling, that that tug. That's the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. telling you to watch out. Watch out. So you got to heed this and do some research. Yeah. It's happened in, in my life where I got some great information from a teacher. Uh, as, as you know, I'm an author. So, so oftentimes, sometimes I, I'm looking for that juicy quote to, to use in a book or something. You got to be careful when you do that. Sometimes you're going to find an amazing quote. And I prefer, by the way, I prefer using quotes from guys who are dead, because if they're dead, they can't they can't go and, <laughs> and and do all kinds of false stuff or bad stuff. They're dead. If and if they're dead, and it says, you know, if you research them, it says they were godly, good men of God, or they, they were orthodox or whatnot. You're safe with them. But if they're alive, there's always a chance that they might turn. So that's something that you know, you write your book, and, and you quote someone in your book. And you hear that uh, two months later, the guy was caught in a scandal, and you're like, oh, no, no, because now it's in print. It's, you forget it, right? You're, so you got to be careful. I'm just saying that <laughs> if there are authors out there, just a little little word of warning. And I want to close with the the fivefold ministry. We, we always hear about the fivefold ministry, Ephesians 4, right, where, the, the, where we talk about that in uh, verses 11 to 14. So let's just read that again, and it's very interesting. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. So fivefold. 
to equip his people for works of service. For works of what, Liz? Service. Oh, okay. Uh, time to, to, to equip them so that they feel fluffy. No, it's for works of service. Like I said earlier, God wants to equip you for service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge, knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And now verse 14. And we don't see this is part, this is just following the fivefold ministry. And we don't, I don't often hear preachers talk about verse 14, but it's so important. Then, then, so in other words, after the work of the fivefold ministry, the effect that God wants it to have on the body will be done. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Wow. So basically the whole, the whole tonight, everything we said tonight about the balance, about uh, really seeking the, five, the, the fivefold ministries for your own life, the, the, what they bring to your own life, uh, doing your own homework, digging deeper in the scriptures, spending, investing, investing in your yourself. personal growth, your spiritual growth. All these things will make you grow in maturity, will make you grow in character, will make you grow in discernment that is so important in this hour. Yeah, and go back to our podcast at thrivingonpurpose.com. We have a lot of podcasts, really great teachings on leadership, on how to lead yourself, how to lead yourself and your family. You know, um, there's so many things that, you know, we need to learn and grow uh, on a personal level, not just spiritual level. You know, the Lord wants to use you spiritually, but he also wants to use you. And, um, you know, your character and your mind is going to develop in a certain way where he's going to be able to raise you higher if you work also on your personal growth, because then you're going to have a growth mindset. You're going to get out of your comfort zone more. You're going to take action more. You won't be in, in this mindset of, you know, um, it's all about me and what I can get from all this. And you're going to you're going to see how God is able to use you in what way he's able to use you. You're going to start um, opening your, your mind to that and seeing how you can be of value to other people around you without necessarily becoming a minister. But there's so many different ways that you can add value to other believers around you and even unbelievers. And that's another myth, right? I mean. Minister, ministry. Ministry means service. Hmm. It means service. Guess what? Once you accept Christ and you enter into his kingdom, you're you're a servant. You're 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 gonna do service to others. And guess what? Another thing maybe you don't know. When you accept Christ, whether you believe it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether you think it or not, you're a leader. You yeah. are a leader in society because guess what? The kingdom of God is within you. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go, there is the kingdom. As such, you have kingdom influence, kingdom amb ambassadorship. So you're a leader when, once you accept Jesus Christ and you are in his kingdom. 
So that those are things that we we're talking about. And I know for some people it's Chinese. And I remember Miles Monroe, uh, who died in 2012. He was saying a, doing a sermon, a teaching on leadership. And it was one of, the, I think, not one of the, the best teaching on leadership I've ever heard. And I've, trust me, I've heard quite a bit of teachings on leadership throughout the years. Uh, you don't write a book on leadership without having done that. So I did my homework. I listened to a lot of great leadership teachers. But that particular teaching, what it blew my mind. It was amazing. Okay. It was about kingdom leadership and understanding your, your, your position in Jesus Christ, your authority, who you are. And he gets on the platform. He looks around and Miles Monroe was used to having big crowds show up wherever he went, especially in the latter years of his ministry. And he's saying, wow, there's not many people who showed up tonight. He basically just blurts it out. He says, but that is not a surprise for, uh, for me. I expected that. And he says, why did I expect it? It's because everywhere I go around the world, whenever I tackle the topic of leadership, and when people know that they, they look at, for example, in the morning, I'm going to be talking about, I don't know, a kingdom comes, something. Yeah. And in the evening, a leadership or later in the day, leadership. He says, I know and I expect that there will be much less people, maybe a third of the, the other types of teachings I do. He says, why is that? He says, because people, whenever they see the word leadership, they think, well, that's not for me. That's for the boss. Or that's for a guy who's got a business and is running employees or that they think it's not for them. You are a believer. You're in the kingdom of heaven. The Holy Spirit resides within you. How dare you think you're not a leader? You are a leader. So uh, better start learning leadership principles so that you may rise up to what is expected of you. Because it has been bestowed upon you. It has been bestowed within you. Spiritual gifts, the Holy Ghost guiding you, guiding your steps. The influence that God, that only God can bring through you. You're a leader. I'm, I don't know why I'm talking about leadership all of a sudden. But hey, I hope it helps someone out there. It's probably for somebody out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a real, a real key there that you're talking about. Because even as... Uh, a mother uh, or a wife, we are to be leaders in our home. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're homeschooling, you're a leader, you're teaching your children, Absolutely. teachers are leaders. So the way we conduct ourselves uh, in front of our kids, the way we, we interact with each other, how we lead each other separately and how we lead each other as a couple, all that matters in this, the, the sphere of your, of your home, right? And how people how you impact people. And so it kind of, you know, it bothers us when we hear believers think that it doesn't matter to them because the Lord in your purpose in the purpose that he designed for you, there is a leadership, a vein that you need to embrace. Yeah. There's leadership. And even if it's small, it might not be big. It might be, you know, maybe the, the Lord has called you to a ministry with children and it's, you know, in your church and it's not around the world. It's not a huge thing, but it it you do need to learn leadership and how to grow yourself and follow in your purpose. So uh, leadership is absolutely essential. Every believer has to get out of their comfort zone and learn how to lead 
in the purpose that God has designed for them. Absolutely. Amen. That's awesome. So um, once again, <clears throat> before we end, if you want to go get more personal growth for believers, all the content there is uh, Christian-based um, personal growth content, leadership uh, content, and uh, faith content to help you grow your faith. So I hope that you enjoyed this uh, broadcast. We're also on YouTube if you want to check out our top nuggets or uh, see our broadcast over there. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that I, I covered everything. I, I just want you guys to, to have a, a balanced life and, and, a, and a fruitful life. And I think you can only have a fruitful life if, well, I think if you, if you understand how these things apply, everything we spoke about tonight, how these yeah. things apply in your personal life. And see, I think we spoke to everybody tonight. We spoke to those who, who might be, uh, how can I put this? Like I was, you know, too much in the logos and, and too yeah. much into, into the, 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 the doctrinal stuff and the little details and, and need more of the, 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 the Rima and need to embrace more of the, the supernatural. And there's those who, who have embraced the supernatural, who, who, who love to get words and just become, um, and I, dare I say it, word junkies. And they, they just go from place to place trying to get a word, get a word, but they don't do much with that. You need to, to have that balance where you're going to uh, be uh, reach that, like the, the passage says, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, like Ephesians chapter 4 uh, says in verse uh, 13. So we, we need to be mature Christians in this season more than ever. It is so crucial, so important. And I think that's the point I was trying to make tonight and Elizabeth as well, is that we're, we're, we really want believers to be mature and to be uh, seasoned, yeah. seasoned. That's what if, we need. If we don't want to be deceived in these end days and these end times where we know that there's going to be more deception, then that means that we have to have more spiritual food that has meat content. We really need to uh, grow spiritually at a faster rate if you want so that um, we're not deceived easily and that the Holy Spirit is active in us, uh, that we're able to discern. So pray for that discernment. I encourage you to do that so that you're able to navigate and grow closer to God through everything that we mentioned. So I hope you were blessed. So do I. <laughs> so please share this broadcast in groups and with other believers that it's going to bless. So we'll see you next uh, Monday, every Monday and well, Thursday yeah. night. M Monday, I'm giving my Bible study. Uh, and next Thursday, we have a guest on. Do you want to say the guest or do you want to keep it as a surprise? Uh, well, I'll announce it on our Facebook hey, page. Hey, we're going to have a guest. So it's going to be exciting. Trust us. Yeah, we're going to have a surprise guest that's going to share with you and pour into you guys. So we know that you'll be truly, truly blessed. And so um, be blessed. And thrive on. <laughs>